0: guys, welcome back to um, Life of Education's podcast again. We're here with Warwick McNichol. Uh, despite the name sounding like you're British, you're actually from South Africa.
1: Yeah, very much from South Africa, from Durban, a little coastal town, um, now living in Dubai.
0: Yeah, so Warwick, uh, through Caroline's training for her mountain challenge, Warwick revealed that he has lots of exciting plans as well. So, I think that combined with your athletic uh, competition.
2: Well, let's actually, let's backtrack here. For people who don't know who you are and what you do, tell tell people about some of the amazing challenges and crazy training sessions that you do. Like, you're an ultra-marathoner and everything else. Iron Man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, look, to, to be honest with you, I don't think I'm anything... Special. I think there are a lot more people that are a lot more crazier than me, a lot more talented and better than me at pretty much everything. Um, But yeah, so basically, I've grown up in Durban, South Africa, um, and I think South African, we've been so lucky. It's been nice and close to you. Okay. Um, With being South African, we've got. The amazing opportunity and growing up there, that just to live an outdoor and adventurous lifestyle. High
2: five, like me. Hundred percent. There we go. Aussie. Exactly. The poor
1: people from England and stuff—they got no chance. I yeah, we, yeah. Hate those poor people from England. And island Ireland. <laughs> 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 those Irish people though—we no, got, right. we got we got <laughs> rained
0: off. We couldn't go out. We wanted to. We just start yeah. with our cheeks against them, the windows, wondering when it will stop raining.
1: Yeah, see. But us us South Africans and Australians, we're pretty hardcore. If it rains, we still go out anyway. So we're not so soft. Oh, for like 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so basically just grew up outdoors um, and in sports and um, was very fortunate to be able to explore and and see parts of the world that people don't, or especially South Africa, that people don't see through kayaking and mountain biking and mountain running and hiking. And I think that has, for me, planted so many seeds of what's actually out there to do, and um, yeah, that led me obviously going into sport. So I started off more kayaking um, in the oceans and down rivers, and and doing some pretty cool cool races through through parts of South Africa. Um, and then I found the mountain bike and started exploring more into that, and that's just led to so much more. So I've done things like a sea to summit of Sani Pass, which was a three. And these are just what I call mini adventures. They are things I come up with and I just decide I'm I'm doing it. Um So what is it that you did? Oh so you see, see, Two summit of Sony Pass. Sony Pass is one of the, the mountains in the Drakensberg Mountains. It's probably about a oh, I'd say I think it's like a two hundred and something kilometer distance in total, but with the last eight Ks of the cycle being up with more than thousand five hundred metres of ascent. So it was up this massive pass at the end of the of the day. and So what
0: did you do? You, you cycled it, the whole thing?
1: Yeah, so so basically, for me, Sea to Summit means you start in the ocean. So I went for a swim in the ocean in Durban, um, jumped on my bicycle, and for three days, me and two friends oh, really? cycled from Durban to the top of Sony Pass. And, um, yeah, it was amazing. Like, it's just, it's amazing how people... Were you camping? The, the plan was to camp. So we had all stuff with us and ready to camp. Um, and then... It as rained, we went, pe- well, it, no, that <laughs> <rained>. <laughs> but as we went, people then just started offering stuff. So we got to Richmond Country Club and walked in there and basically just told the guys what we were doing. Next month we were sleeping on the Richmond Country Club floor. Oh, um, and then a friend of mine who actually rode the whole journey with me, he then, his parents lived in Underburg. So we, we had planned that night to stay in Underburg at his place. And then the last day was basically summiting Sani Pass. And that's basically what, what I do on the adventure side. Um, I just love to come up with things that aren't ridiculously stupid.
2: So tell me some of your <laughs> adventures that you have in your brain. or What else are you planning?
1: Oh, jeeves I, I don't think an adventurous person ever stops yeah. coming up with stuff, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Like constantly my mind is just ticking over with what I think is cool things to do. People generally, I think, think they're stupid
2: yeah uh, look I get that too <laughs> people think I'm nuts
1: <laughs> yeah, yours, yours crazy, especially with what you've been through is, is is incredible so um yeah it's I've got a little bit of a swim planned um mm-hmm. well before that I would like to this year um probably January February I'm looking to attempt the first sea to summit of Jebel Jebel Jace um so that will be swimming start swimming uh, start swimming have a little swim in Rack um, in the ocean jump on well chuck their shoes on and basically start running for I think it's 68k 70 k's um, from the ocean to the top OPL of the hill as well uh, yeah so the first bit probably the first k's is pretty flat and then we it's, I'm trying to keep it as off road as I can right uh, because anyone can drive along a dirt road or a tar road and see that every day it all for me it all comes back to the fact of seeing parts of the world that maybe a percent or less get to see. Right. So, for, so we'll basically mm. go straight over the, the first mountain range that we can find and then down and then we go to the bottom of Jebel Jais. So you have, to, for me, like I want to be at the bottom of Jebel Jays. Yeah. And then we start to climb up, but not up the road. I want to go up. The, the, the tracks and other. So, you're going
2: top. on the goat path.
1: <laughs> on the goat path, which, which I think you know pretty well by now. Yeah, so, you might I be my, like, my guide, yeah? I
2: started, <laughs> I started getting called, uh, who started? One of my friends started calling me mountain goat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're, you're doing the goat path. <laughs> well, yeah, the goat path it is in. Mm-hmm. Um, and just basically, that's it. Just literally.
0: And you're going to run it?
1: Yeah. Right, well, look, you're not going to run up every yeah. mountain. The mountains are pretty gnarly. The, the plan is to just do it man-powered. Yeah, yeah, from sea to summit. Mm-hmm. So there'll be parts where you walk, there'll be parts where you crawl. Where you I scramble, mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and the beauty with things like this and why I also do these things is, it's, for me, it, you find out so much about who you are and, and you'll know this from, from pushing your, mm. your limits, um, whether it's in the gym or doing what you did now. It's, it's just about... Pushing, pushing those boundaries and learning who I am because there's going to be times. Okay, it's only a 60, 70 seventy-kilometer run.
2: So I'm curious. At, with that in mind, what have you learned about yourself, and what <laughs> has this brought? Don't laugh. No, because, because <laughs>
0: I'm thinking, I'm putting my, so I'm trying to internalize what you're saying myself.
2: <laughs> Don't laugh. <It's> no,
0: I'm <laughs> laughing at what I've learned about myself.
2: <laughs> so w- what have you learned about yourself? What, is, what has been an experience where you decided to come up with a challenge and maybe you can share that with everybody and you learned something that you really didn't know about yourself before?
1: Um, oh, jeepers. To be honest, I've, I've done a, a lot of really silly, long things. Um, well, a lot. Not, yeah, Not as much as some people, but for me, I've done a lot. And I think we're so quick as humans to get into a bit of a bad place and lash out with, with, with the closest person to us instead of taking responsibility and owning where we are and trying to find a way out of it. Um, so, like for an example, I was doing a, a kayak down the Doozy River, which is a 120-kilometer a, a paddle, um, but they do it, the main race is three days, and then there's a race called the Non-Stop Doozy, which you do in one day. And you start at, basically, as the sun is just starting to crest, like, like to come up, you start paddling. And it generally takes you around, like, 12, 10 to 12 hours to, to paddle this. And I got to about 15 kilometers from the finish. And my day didn't start out too great. I had a bit of a cracked nose within the first 10 k's, which my boat kept filling up with water. And just made life really, really tough. Um, so I got to the 15 k to go mark. And... There's this little uh, bridge called uh, Mariam Foley, and I got a photo of it. There's this rubbish heap, and I'm literally sitting on this rubbish heap with glass and just everything, like poking me in the bum, but I've taken, like, everything off except for my, my tarts, and I'm literally, literally sitting on this uh, little, like, heap. And I'm sitting there, and I've got a towel over my head. I've got a hot dog in my one hand just trying to get some food in and a bottle of water in the other, and oh, I must have sat there for like 20 minutes. And, I sat, and my dad kept saying to me, just like, my dad's amazing. He's been to pretty much every race he can get to. He's mm. been my, like, one of my biggest supporters. And I'm sitting there and he keeps telling me, boy, just, just jump in your boat and just float down. Or just, just get going. Like, come on, it's time to get going. I eventually looked at him and, like, excuse my French, but I was like, dad, just fuck off. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm sitting on this hump. And no one was going to move me. Mm-hmm. Until like I decided it was time. And like it's happened twice, especially with my dad. we actually three times I sworn at him, only three times. Um <laughs> and <laughs> and literally like for me I was so quick to lash out at him and it's just not right, you know what I'm saying? So, try own that that side of it, if that makes sense, mm,
2: taking responsibility
1: of, exactly, yeah. and then also for your
2: emotional state of being which yeah. is
0: also very tough when you 're ten hours into paddling because you 're so irritable,
2: and especially with family, family yeah. has the tendency to exactly. be able to it 's like you can be the most politest, kindest person, and with your family you 're a monster <laughs> well
1: yeah. you don 't have to hold back yeah like because you 've got such like unconditional love between you it 's so easy just to. Lash out at them. And, yeah, I mean, that, that's one thing I've, look, I definitely have not got right or perfected yet. I mean, I have no doubt in one of these little stupid adventures along down the line, I'll say something stupid to someone or someone that you're actually doing it with that's actually just there to help you, and you just lash. It's just, it's crazy. It's yeah. epic.
2: I I understand that
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's it's, it's yeah. crazy. It's
2: even harder as a woman <laughs> control the emotions.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then when you're like you're two hours into a run or you're ten hours into a thing, like you're tired, you're fatigued, yeah, you're but that's, hungry. Like that's
2: also no excuse as well. Like no, I no, think just, with everything, so you can. Sorry to interrupt you. You can train yourself to do anything. So if you can train your body, yes. then you can also yeah. train your emotional state of being to be aware and control uh and control yourself when you have moments like that
0: is that yeah i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> are you okay, We'll take that not sandbite. at all i just need the audio that's yeah all.
2: i didn't say that i'm a good trainer <laughs> when it comes to my emotional state no i it. just
0: think like when you're so tired it's just like trying to do it with extra weight on your back do you know yeah. and like that's that's extra that's more discipline to be able to keep your stuff together at the end of a 12-hour paddle than like waking up out of bed on a sunny morning and and being polite with your families you know
1: well to be honest with you, like keith it, it doesn't even come down to a 10 hour paddle or whatever it is it's literally just in general i mean we are so quick to to do to do that and to snap it can be a one hour run whatever your limits are we've all got different limits and it's when we get to those limits to try be or just in general try be that better better person almost yeah
0: yeah, God, I think patience is one of the the best things you can do if you can figure out a way to mm. to understand rather than snap. But
2: so I wanted to ask, did you have... No, go for it. I was going to ask you, um, how do you... So this is obviously, you do this as a hobby and you do this because you love it, obviously. Yeah. Right? No one's going to run 70 days <laughs> <laughs> without actually enjoying that process. So if this is something that you've discovered within yourself that is... Something that makes you happy. How do you how do you get yourself to a place where you can actually do that? Did you start off like like running ten ks and then thinking, oh, I really enjoy this. I'm going to run twelve ks and then those twelve became a hundred ks. Yeah. Is that how it happens, or or did you just one day off the bat like I'm going to run a hundred ks? Like I can do this.
1: <laughs> so to to be honest with you, my first hundred k was literally off the bat, um, but it, it was a progression of. So many different factors. I've grown up where my grandparents owned a a caravan park in South Africa where we would literally wake up in the morning, go for like a two-hour surf, then we'll get back, have lunch, and then they would have entertainment, so some form of sports for the kids to play. So there'll be like an hour, two hours of sport. Then we'll go out and have dinner, whatever. Then you go back out and they'd have one more form of entertainment, whether it's basketball or something like that at night. So literally we are doing three sports through the day. So, I think I've just been extremely lucky with my upbringing that Mm. I was able to push and and, and grow an engine for endurance, if that makes sense. Um, Having said that, it doesn't mean that that's your limitations. Like, anyone can do what I do, it's just a matter of a decision to do it. Mm. I mean, we are so, we need to decide we want to do something before we do it. And then it's it's just, I mean, prime example is what Mm. you've achieved and what you like. You achieve in the gym. I could never achieve stuff like that. Like I, like don't I really could achieve, achieve on it. Jim, I'm not going to lie. I, <laughs> I was, was going to say, what do you do at the gym? I do, I do maybe half an hour <laughs> oh, <laughs> on, yo, my, on way, my phone for the other half hour. The weights <laughs> you throw around and stuff—it's—it's it's incredible. That's what I throw on with my big guns.
0: I think that's just a accumulation of doing. 60 to 70 percent effort over <laughs> over 15 <laughs> 20 years <laughs> yeah i'm not one for the gym no but look i think w- w- when i'm running like this morning at 25 k's two and a half hour run there's a large chunk in the middle of the hour i'm just like why am i doing this why have i agreed to do this like th- i could have stayed in bed when the alarm goes off my alarm was in my dream this morning i was so in such a deep sleep 4 a.m um to try and get out and beat the heat but you just have to keep going. Like, the decision is one thing, but I think the decision, y- you've got to really make the decision in the sense that either you commit to something, you book something, you get a partner, training partner to do it with you, so you've got accountability. It's not just like saying, uh, that would be nice, I'll do that one day. Like We've, we've organized a hike to go out in a, a few weeks, and a few of the people are like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm fit enough for it. Like, what, what's, and they're asking me, lo- I'm like, guys, it's four weeks away. You've got time to get fit for it now. It's mm-hmm. just a hike. Like, this is your training goal. Go. Mm-hmm. Go do it. Go And set.
2: the difference, look, like one of the things that I like about hiking is you're just walking. Like, if you can't walk, like, you're in trouble. Well, like, this is it. This,
0: and, and, and two of the people are <laughs> literally, like, considering not going because it's too much for them. And I know one's had a baby last year, so she's coming out of that. And another girl is just super, super inactive, but would love to be able to do it. It's mm-hmm. so, like, all right, well, you've got four weeks to be able to do it. Go and do it. Go, like, get on the treadmill tonight. I'd send them a little WhatsApp message. Get on the treadmill, whatever percent, 20 minutes. Just get walking. Mm. Add, a, add more time to it over the next few weeks. Like, you don't have to be – my point is you're never really ready to do the thing you want to do. You just make a decision to do it, and then you get ready in the, in, the, in the interim period. I think that's really important for people. Like, nobody's fit enough to run a marathon. Like, you book the marathon, you commit to it, and then you heap the pressure on yourself, and you go get fit.
1: But yeah, look, I, mean, I I completely agree. It's, it's literally, and it's with everything in life, it's just that one decision, and the the hardest part is following up with that decision because it's so easy to wake up one morning and get up and go do that 1K run, and I don't care if it's a kilometer, I don't care if it's mm-hmm. a 100-meter walk. It's a starting point, and that's the biggest thing is trying to, and, and, and this is the part calling the kettle black completely because there's so many times where I set that alarm for 4 o'clock And I just don't get up. And it's just, it's actually a weak, it's a a weak mind, but you just have to do it. Mm. You have to actually do it. If you make that decision to go on that hike or to do that, that 60K run, that 100 kilometer run. If you want to do it, if you want to achieve anything in life, get up and make it happen. Because no one is going to do it for you. And it comes back to that sitting on that mound. I always go back to sitting on that mound for me. Is my dad was never going to get me off that mound Ever <laughs> It had to be me He'd push you in <laughs> Exactly he, I mean he could have tried that But I would have just tipped over and swam anyway <laughs> So I just floated down anyway So But for me it was literally Like seeing that f- A friend of mine paddling towards me I was like not a chance of my letting this like, go without me Is that fabric? what made you get off it? If, eventually yeah So if, uh, A friend of mine uh, Farmer Glenn He was paddling down in, in a double What's his name? Farmer Glenn Well Gary uh, um, Glenn Ho'o Sorry, Glenn Hoare, so farmer Glenn's his name. Okay. And what was his name Farmer? No, 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 no. So he's a farmer and he's yeah. actually quite a famous guy. He an adventure nut of note and he started a three day mountain bike race that is just it's one of the biggest mountain bike races in the world now, called Sony TC. But anyway, so I saw Farmer Glenn paddling towards me with his partner, who I actually, if I remember correctly, was a young Epworth girl, so a student from Epworth who was paddling this hundred and twenty K with him. And I saw him paddling, and I literally knew if I didn't get up now off this mound, I was never getting up. So I started, got up, put my shoes on, didn't say words to anyone, anyway, just literally got up, put my shoes on, put my kit on, put my life jacket on, jumped in the boat, started paddling with them. thought I'd quite be, because in, in canoeing you all take turns. So I started going to the front. And let's say we're paddling 10Ks an hour. When I came to the front, we had like five. So if I'm found my He just said to me, Warwick, don't even try, But he Just get on my, on my slip and just sit there till the end. And that's what got me to the end was mm-hmm. seeing him. And you got to find that motivation. So what,
0: what was mm-hmm. bothering you? If he had gone by, was he going to give you a stick over it? Did you not want to lose to him? Like So what if you saw him?
1: No, it, it just... I like knew a trigger. It was a trigger, exactly. Mm-hmm. I knew at that point, if I didn't get up now... I wasn't going to finish that race. Mm. And there's been one race in my life I have not finished, and I'll never do that again, ever. Like, I felt so terrible within myself Mm. that, okay, other than races where I've injured myself or broken a bone or something like that, but, like, one race where I pulled out because I've been What was the the race? It was was a stupid little mountain bike race. Uh, Back in in South Africa, it was a school's race, and I just went out too hard at the start and blew up on the, like, in the first 10, 20 Ks of the race. Mm. And I, it was a lap race, so I had an easy way out, pulled over, s- told my dad I was over. My dad's like, well, like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> he knew, like, I don't do that. And I just said, no, I'm done. And I literally, like, I've never felt so guilty.
0: When did that guilt kick in?
1: Oh, b- about 10 minutes after. Like, the first mm-hmm. bit, I was like, okay, fine. But I mean, I've been toying with the idea for the last two laps, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, was, I, I just... Yeah, to me, you just don't. don't yeah. Have you
0: gone back and done a mountain bike race again? Oh, tons, yeah. Because what's interesting is people will often quit the thing and then never go back to it. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Quit, I quit that run and nah. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Because I, I, my first marathon, I cramped up, had to walk 12K. It took uh, My quickest time running, that would have taken me an hour. I had to walk. So I was walking for an hour and a half more. I remember thinking, before I even finished it, I was thinking, I'm going to have to do this again. I have to do this again. This has been a massive flop. Like, this is just my goal was to didn't care about the time. My goal was to go from the start to the finish, always jogging, just jogging, jogging, jogging. Sorry. <laughs> Cramped up, walked. <sighs> okay. And people are like, oh, at least you finished. Well, to be honest, I'd say this a few times. In Dubai, the, re- the Martin is out, you turn back. So I was somewhere three quarters of the way. M- my car was parked beyond the finish line. So I had to walk to my car anyway. anyway. <laughs> so it's like, oh, well done. You pa- I mean, if it was a circle track, there's a strong chance I might have hooked the left, gone off the course, and just got to my car in like mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Yeah. But I ended up finishing at five hours, 37, but just like, I have to use again. This is a massive fail.
1: Yeah, but like, just t- touching on that, <coughs> sorry. So, so for me, the, you can have every comment or excuse you want. The fact that your car was at the end. It
0: That's why I got the medal. Not but it's not why quit. i quit. It's not why I cramped up. I cramped up because yeah. I was grossly underprepared. <laughs> that's Simpl- another story. Simple as <laughs> that, yeah. It wasn't enough.
1: But, but, but what, I'm, what I'm saying is, so one of, my, one of my favorite sayings is there's no comment sheet on the results page. You got that medal. Oh, yeah, you good. earned that medal. You know what I'm saying? So achieving what you achieved is because you achieved it. It doesn't matter. You could really have walked five kilometers further up the road, jumped in a taxi and got a lift to your car. But you didn't. Yeah. You still put one foot in front of the other, and you finish that marathon. So that that says a lot. It I like that, matter. though,
0: that there's no comments section on a results sheet. Yeah. Because <laughs> people make excuses, don't they, why they did well, why they did poorly. Whether they say, uh, like, I did badly because of this, or I only won because I got lucky. It's like, whoa. Yeah. You, still, you still came where you came, eh?
2: I think uh, one of the things that I've learned doing things like this is is kind of the, the battle that you have with your own mind in the whole process. And I think, like I realized this, is you start having, whenever you have a tiny ounce of doubt, a tiny, it can be mini, it can be a little mini seed and as soon as you allow that debate to start happening within your own mind like I should stop or I should continue or I should do this it just it grows and grows and grows and grows and you can put yourself into a really bad state of being and if you do not learn to shut that off like I don't know how to do that I yet I, d- I just acknowledge that it's there I can acknowledge that that's happening and being like okay how do I shut you out immediately so I can just let the good side wind and I had some a very similar experience when I was on the mountain I was like literally I wanted to get down from a donkey I wanted a donkey to carry <laughs> me down and the problem was is that the only reason I ended up shutting that voice down is because it's like I can't I can't tell the donkey there's no other way i can get off this mountain was there a donkey there no there wasn't a donkey in the vicinity the donkeys had already gone down a lot yeah too fast (laughs) so i missed my my opportunity i missed the opportunity for the donkey so i was like okay but if another donkey comes i don't want to do this anymore like i can't climb the rest of this mountain like it's were you up or down no i was on the way down on the way down so after a certain point the donkeys don't go up. But the, the point of it is it's like once you've realized like I just have to shut up because there's no other way. Like I've got no other way of getting off this mountain. Well, I just a, have to go yeah, down. Yeah, especially
0: on a mountain because like you can't stop. There's not another route. There's only like again there's only like that way.
2: Yeah, the option that you have is like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna camp on the floor here. Yeah. Like, which is fine. You can camp on the floor, but you still got to get down. Yeah, like, right. you can, whether you do it today or tomorrow, yeah. you got to get off that mountain. So yeah. it's like, okay, how, f- this is what I realized. How do I get that conversation? If I'm going to waste an hour in a bad mood and having this flip flop <laughs> conversation in my head, how do I just nip it in the butt straight away and just get on with it? You can't. So I can, no, but you have to. I know, to. you have to try. You have but to find a way I'm like a schizophrenic. You are so much more productive. <laughs> I'm literally like a
0: schizophrenic. I've got. I'm arguing with myself, and I'm yeah. like, right. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to bargain with myself. How? So I did twenty-five and a half, twenty-six and a half k's today. One of those two. And uh, I knew exactly where I was going to do a U-turn and come back. U-turn, come back. U-turn. So that was where it was laid out. I hadn't really anything less than that was, um, was going to be let was going to be like a didn't do what I was supposed to do this morning. But there's been other days where I've been running and I've been like. right well if I turn at that corner and get back then that's this much and I did I did that'll be a little bit much more than last time so is that enough and then like that's five minutes of a conversation and then I'm so tired my brain fogs over and I'm like where did I say I turn around again okay well if I go and I had the same conversation Mm -hmm. again and I'm like I've had this conversation four times what I know is before I started I said I'm going to run up To the top. So let me just go to the top because I can't remember where I'm supposed I can't remember all these calculations I've just done in my head. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just gonna go to the top. And then right, that's 25 minutes oh well now I'm nearly there now that time flew when you're arguing with yourself (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. I know but
2: it's such a like this is what my my feeling is it's such a waste of my energy it's such a waste of my time it's such like I think why am I gonna give give like it's almost like I give a microphone to the worst part of me yeah and it's like why am I giving it a microphone I don't want to I don't want to give it a voice because it does nothing but sabotage me does nothing but take me in a direction that I my whole heart and body and mind do not want to go down that route because there is nothing fruitful there so why am I giving it a voice because it's so, so now nice that just I know, to know but I've understood that get on the donkey I know but now yeah. that I've understood that I'm trying to find yeah. a way of when that starts to happen being like nah fuck off yeah, <laughs> like, like, give me the mic
1: <laughs> I, I, okay, I completely agree with you there okay. and like trying to turn it off and stuff like that but the, the other flip of the coin is that that is what makes the journey so special Honestly, because no, it's that story now. And for me, this is like also part of the reason why I do what I do. Is For me, one of my biggest achievements in life is to be able to sit with my grandkids one day, have them on my lap, and they say, so, Grandpa, what have you done? Like, well, listen here, buddy. Mm. This is what I've done. And it's that rubbish dump that makes that story and that trip so special and unique. If I just paddled from Durban to uh, Marysburg to Durban,
0: yeah, yeah. So I many get, people have done it. Mm.
1: If you had just done your walk without any hiccups or your hike or your, hack or your mm. without any hiccups or anything, or, or your life without any hiccups, how boring would it be? I mean Jesus just said run, like the fact that you had those fights in your brain or in your mind mm. today gave us something to talk about. Yeah. You know but what I'm can saying? you, can sort of you so imagine,
2: unique. though, can you imagine how much more productive if oh. instead of having this disgusting conversation with the lesser part of you yeah. to just be <laughs> like, do you know what? I'm going to use this energy, this fire, yeah. and propel myself over here. Like, that's the conclusion that I've come to. So now I'm like, okay, how do I... If do you're gonna, do you do that? Yeah. If you can achieve
0: learn. that, you've got like... Enlightenment. Well, no,
2: no. Look, I don't think it's enlightenment. But do you remember just before – so just before I left for my mountain journey and just before I – I think you you were training for something as well. You were training for the World Championships. Yeah.
1: The uh, Half Ironman, 7.3 Worlds and Nice.
2: This is what you did not mention on here. (laughs) So we'll talk about that in a second. But I recommended that you listen to this podcast. It was an audio book by David Goggins. Did you end up finding it? Yes, I did. You did. and what? Did you think? I loved that. I yeah. think I
1: listened to it in like three days. Yeah,
2: yeah, me too. I was addicted to it. So just for anybody who hasn't listened to David Goggins before, he has this book and it's Can't Hurt Me or Can't Hurt You? or Can't Hurt Me, yeah. Okay, so basically he talks about the story of his life and he's an ultramarathoner and he's, he's just crazy. He's a Navy SEAL. And the whole premise behind this book is it's not about training your body. It's about training your mind to be a beast so that when life throws anything at you, you you've got it like nothing sways you, you you've you just got like this like I don't know what that what yeah. the word for that is what is the word for this resilience yeah robustness and, yeah and anti-fragile well yeah that's
0: that's another thing that one yeah that whole yeah how to concept. be
2: like uh anti-fragile how to be unbreakable how to
0: take it and use it and make it stronger yeah See,
1: Sorry. Like, so, so going back, did you yes. enjoy you? So you listened to I, it. I loved amazing. It. I listened to it. I loved it. I recommend it to anyone, honestly, because it does just mm. tick all those boxes of what every person needs. And, and my biggest thing, it's amazing, like, and one of the things I love about life in general is we all look at things so differently. And for me, the biggest thing that I got out of that book is it's actually, it, it's, it's all about your mind, but it all comes down to one decision. When you were with those donkeys. Okay, well the donkey wasn't there, but yeah. whether you sat down Alone. for that minute. It, 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 it's down to a decision that you make yourself. Whether you get up in the morning or you don't, it's down to one decision. And to me one of the biggest things is if there's one if in a sentence, it's too many. What if I did this or I could have done this but or if or but like mm. I could have done this but I didn't. Like, if there's one if or one but, it's too many. So rather, like, instead of saying a but, or like, you're in that moment to make that decision, it's actually not a decision. You just put that next foot in front of yeah. the other, and you just keep going. And, and that's what you, you do when you get to the stage where you're at. When you, like, <laughs> I was doing a hike, that, we were actually talking about this a little earlier, where um, I was hiking along the Grand Traverse in South Africa. It's meant to take... 12 days or 15 days or whatever for people to do. And I basically was coming down the mountain a little bit early because I lost feeling in my left hip um, from my pack pinching my nerve. Uh, so my leg was, was kind of na- uh, lame. Anyway, so long story short, I was coming down the mountain and things actually got a little bit serious because I was on my own. It was pitch black um, and I wanted to just get down off the, the top of the mountain. And if you know the Drakensberg or anything about the Drakensberg Mountains, you literally got 1,000 meters of descent within a K or two. Mm. So it's pretty, pretty steep. steep yeah. it, it, it's very steep. And I got to this slippery rock, and it was big, it was long, it was like probably seven meters long, and it was raining. And I put my foot in, I was like, no, this is, this is sketchy. And literally, so I was like, lay down on my stomach, I started pulling myself across this rock. And <laughs> no, it, it, was, it was crazy. And I slipped. It's so
0: weird, the things you have to do, isn't
1: it, sometimes? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was too big, like too high for me. I didn't have the energy to go up. And I didn't have the energy to go down either. So I lay on my stomach. And I started pulling myself across this, this rock. And eventually, I slipped. And I just started tumbling down this hill. And I literally stopped probably two meters away from like a 30-meter cliff. Jeez. And the only reason that why I stopped in the end, I think, is somehow when my poles... Walking poles that come out of my pack, mm. and I kept slamming it into the ground, and eventually I stopped, and I literally lay there and I cried like a little baby, and I, I literally mm. wanted to just stop right there, and just stop, go nowhere. Like <laughs> I wanted to just wait for mountain rescue to save me because my family would have known that I was coming down because my mates I was hiking with, they were going the next day they were going to reach a point, a signal, and yeah, I literally just lay there and cried, but I had no choice. had to get to safety yeah Mm -hmm. so i walked down eventually got to the bottom set up camp and then the next day got out
2: Mm. okay so there's two there's two lessons there one is that's scary and two like isn't it interesting like you have to be so prepared for these things prepared for everything as much as possible
0: yeah but then you can't prepare for your legs shutting off you know, like no
2: but you you can you can train your body so maybe this is something that we can go into really briefly like how do you train and you've been training for the world championships
1: yeah i was yeah there was okay uh, so
2: maybe we can talk about that <laughs> um what, what is that exactly for people who don't know okay, what are so the world championships
1: the world championship was ironman well half ironman um it was held in nice in september um and yeah, basically, it's a 1.9 kilometer swim, it's a 90 kilometer cycle, and then a 21 kilometer run. So, nothing massive. It's like four hours of racing. It honestly but you qu- have to
2: qualify, right, to yes. be able to enter. Okay, yes. so, so, you, you have you to be decent, you have to be very good. Um, yeah, look,
1: it, it, it's become yeah. quite open now oh, for you're so loads humble. of people. No, 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 <laughs> honestly, it is. Like, Anyone can pretty much enter now because they've got so many slots that they give away. It's not just for the elite of the elite. Mm. Um, and I was very fortunate to actually. It was, it was quite funny because I had a back operation two years ago in January. Um, and then this January now, went pretty much one year later to the day, I qualified for, for Nice in Dubai, 70.3. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just amazing how the, the, the journey goes. And, yeah, so, it's, so I've lost track of where we were. So basically, just, just yeah. Just talk a, a little bit
0: actually about the back surgery. What was that?
1: Um, so I was riding out in a kudra, um, I went over the handlebars, and woke up feeling a little bit funny. And three months, four, five months of trying to get, to, or just an uh, extra, uh, MRI on my back. My medical wouldn't send me for MRI, and I kept phoning them saying, "Guys, listen, like this is getting worse. I started losing feeling my bum, started losing feeling in my leg, and then all of a sudden it started going down into my foot. <clears throat> and they kept saying, "No, like we can't. We like not enough proof. Not enough proof. Eventually, like." I, Woke up the one morning, went to get some eggs out the fridge, fell on the floor. Um, Luckily, my sister was home. I was living with my sister then because i just moved to Dubai. And she carried me to the couch, put me on the couch. She had to shoot out for for a flight because she she works with Emirates. Jumped on her flight, left me there. And I was stuck. I literally eventually phoned a friend. Ambulance had to come take me to the hospital. And they literally told me in the hospital that if I don't have an operation in the next that day pretty much I may never get feeling in my leg again mm. Did you have a compression was, on a nerve yeah I had two collapse uh, discs in the back in the lower back and it just literally I mean I couldn't push a finger with my with my foot yeah and I mean that's crazy like someone that yeah. does stupid things
2: I know is I've had it's, I've had that experience before where yeah, your leg sure. is just so weak it, like as soon as you damage anything you no matter how yeah. much muscular strength you have in your leg <laughs> if the nerve is anything goes wrong with that nerve yeah. you cannot move at all like yeah. there is nothing happening
1: Yeah and and it's scary for I mm. mean for someone like I mean all of us you've trained like so hard for something or you've you've put your whole life into sport and into being a fit, healthy person, to then all of a sudden just hit this, this brick wall. I, I actually call it a slap. Like, I, like these little things that happen in your life, you just catch a slap and you're like, okay, come back to Earth. This is, like, this is life. And you get these little lessons along the way. And I mean, I remember lying in, in hospital pretty much on my own. I mean, I had Kelly, one of my friends who was there, um, and Jules who came over to, to see me. And other than that, that was it. My sister was flying. I got told I may never walk again. Mm. Like, you just, you just, your world just shatters around you. Yeah. And it's, it, but I love it. It mm. makes you who you are. It makes your story. It makes, it's amazing. It's really cool. Like, I, w- I wouldn't change it for the world now.
2: Mm. Okay, so after this yes. back surgery, a year later, you yeah. qualified so for that's the World Championship. It's very championships. important to realize
0: that for people that 12 months later, you're up to the standard of World Championships yeah. comp- competition. To that's be able to qualify. That's why I wanted you to explain yeah. that a bit more, because a year later, you're, you're Yeah, you're qualifying for Worlds.
1: Yeah. Look, it's... I'm just very lucky, I think. Like, my body can handle stuff and my body is able to take on more than I think other bodies possibly can or maybe it's just my mind that I'm very lucky where I'm quite positive and I'm not scared to push my limits and I can like
0: only say it's your mind because we've literally just spoken about how your body broke <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: or maybe it's my mind <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know for me it, it wasn't an option of if I was going to qualify it was a matter of when, when and mm-hmm. a matter of what I needed to do to, to get back into race thing. and I, I mean I came to Dubai honestly <laughs> super unfit and then I like basically realized okay wait I'm actually not far off where I was before the back operation like that that was that was for me because my best time in Dubai was 4 hours 10 before that I think it was something like that um, and then this time I went 4 hours 14 so basically I had lost 4 minutes over that that period and it wasn't just a matter of operation get training it was like 3 months of no training and then literally only able to swim uh, two laps of a pool and then I remember going for my first run on like al and uh, not on al on the beach track and literally running and like crying like people must have thought like what's wrong with this but for me it was mm. a step and and taking that's cool yeah and, and, and it's, it's about taking those little steps that we even spoke about earlier that first step of running I was just like I've got this and then that little 1k run comes a a 10k run and like tick I got this I really have got this and then you doing a half Ironman mm. a year later. That's, that's just how it is. Yeah. It's just achieving those goals and I got yeah, this. you can't mm. fake that. No.
2: So tell me, so the World Championships, how did you go?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> how was it? No, so uh, to be honest with you, so... I didn't have a great Mm waltz. You got a little slap. Yeah, I I, I got a little slap, basically. So it's amazing how life works. Like, Dubai 70.3, I was stoked. Like, the fact that I was racing again, I was unbelievably stoked. Then I went to Astana and raced Astana 70.3, which was in Kazakhstan, and an amazing race. And I had possibly the race of my life. It, I don't know why. I don't know what happened, but everything just clicked. Those little mind, like, talks that you have in your, in your mind, I didn't have those. Other than the last, like, K of the run.
2: You were in the flow. I, it just, honestly, you were in flow. Everything mm-hmm. just clicked. Yeah.
1: And, and it was amazing. So I came out of Astana, and I'm like, okay, I'm in for a good world. So I'm the fittest okay. I've ever... See,
2: been. just to interrupt you, that is why we shut that stupid voice out, so that you can be in flow. Mm-hmm. Because when you don't learn yeah. how to shut that off, you are never in flow. I, I don't so know how to shut it off. <laughs> I know. I, I just know. Didn't have it Neither that day. do I, guys. <laughs> this is what we're working out. <laughs>
1: like it, it's just—it's not a matter of shutting it out. It's literally a matter of when it
0: does shut out. Though, yeah. Yeah. No, it's—it's it's
2: about yeah. like like okay, I acknowledge that this voice is here. I do not want to give it the microphone yeah. I'm yeah. taking the microphone away from you and we are giving the microphone to the voice yes. that is going to get me to the end of that yes. championship but then or it's that voice make
0: goes but it'll be really nice to <laughs> it <It'll laughs> be really nice to stay in <laughs>
1: no, bed. no 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 exactly. anyway look okay so yeah. tell me how, yeah. did, how did it go so, so yes um, so Walt mm-hmm. um, yeah so Okay, I'll go between the two, so you can get the comparison between Astana and Worlds, and just how things happen. So, in Astana, what
0: dif- what times are they between each other?
1: It was two and a half months, two months, I think, between the two. So enough time to train and uh, I changed so much for for World, not sh- so much like I just before Astana we had j- started drumming together, and well, I, you started training me in the gym, and I honestly felt like that had a massive role in my Astana. And the fact that I went overseas and traveled a month in Europe didn't really help. I, I, I felt I lacked that, even though I tried to keep it going myself. But it's it, it just, it's little things like that that make the difference. So anyway, so I got out the, the swim in Astana. And I was like, "Cheapest, I'm with someone that I know should be a faster swimmer than me. So tick. And, and then it's all down to a positive <coughs> mindset. And I mm-hmm. think that's what shuts out those demons, yeah. is a positive mindset of the start. So I got out the water tick now I know this guy Andy Edwards who's a legend like a Dubai legend in the triathlon world and I know he's meant to be this uber biker so we got up all out the swim together I then before I knew it was in the front of the pack pulling him on the bike and then I looked back and I dropped him so I'm like cheap as work you're having a a biker like you're actually going really well today and it's just that one confidence booster to the next mm. and then at Worlds on the other hand I got out the water brilliant swim like honestly I, I was so stoked to swim so I thought like I'm on formula, like this is gonna be the race I wanted. And I then got onto the bike and very quickly realized like my legs were just seizing from pretty much five K's in. some poor guy crashed in front of me within like five K's of the bike, slammed on brakes, rode straight into him, went over the like landed on him, so I lost a bit of bit of time there. But that was nothing major. Then so that was like one negative thing. Then my legs were, were not going well. I kept looking down at my power meter and my, because it gets quite scientific when you're racing triathlon now, and I looked down at my power meter and it was showing numbers that I should, like well, below what I should be pushing. So now you kind of to block this out. And the mind's the going, okay, I'm just having a bad day. Like I just need to push. And eventually I got down the bike and towards the end of the bike, I started vomiting on the bike, but not massively. And I was like, oh, sheep, this, is this isn't good. <laughs> so I got off the bike in an okay position. So I came out the water in the top 10. Um, I then got onto the off the bike, and I think it was like 20th or something. And then I got onto the run, which is really meant to be my strength. And I literally went out. Normally when I get out onto a run for half Ironman, I'm running 3 minutes 30 a K. And I literally, like, trying to slow myself down.
2: That's really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized, do you know what? I'm just going to, just for comparison, I can run seven minutes a game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but that's, we, and that's the beauty of life. You all do things so much better than me. That's why aspects. I'm a hiker. <laughs> well, I, I
0: average 6.03 today. Like which is not, a boss. Which is
2: not this quick. is why I do not run anymore. <laughs> I, I walk. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, but but for me, like I normally get off the bike feeling amazing, and I got off the bike at, at four minutes a K, four ten okay. I'm like, okay, whew, come on, work, like you got this. Pick my pace up to three minutes fifty, which is where I wanted to average for the whole 21ks, and yeah, I just kept going. Looked down, holding three fifty okay. Then got to a water station, grabbed the glass of water. Hundred meters later hooked a little U-turn onto the side of the road. This poor family, like this mom with their two kids standing there, and I'm just, like, projectiling. <laughs> like, the, the poor family. It was, it was disgusting.
2: <laughs> you must have upset your tummy earlier.
1: Some, something, yeah. something just didn't go right yeah. um, on the day. And whatever it was, like, to be honest with you, this is, like, one of the only races I haven't ever done a race report on because it was too, too much of a knock, like, too much of a slap for me. Like, and it's rare. It's not me, like, massively as an athlete. And I'm still trying to get over it. But anyway, long story short, I literally then carried on running. So, like, projectile for a while. Carried on running. Then a mate of mine was on the side, like, giving me abuse. Like, come on, suck it up. Like, you got to go. He picked me back up to, like, four minutes, okay? Got around to the next corner. Again, projectiling. And eventually, like, I made the decision that if I don't just take this easy, I'm going to end up in hospital or like it was uh, like something's going to go wrong. So I made the decision whether it's soft calling quits or whatever, but to rather just finish the race than not finish yeah, the race yeah. and do damage for, for good.
0: It's not. so it's, That's the big difference between... Oh, the alarms are just going off.
1: Mm. I think that's your alarm to say time's up. <laughs> I'll tell you
0: what, I am... Th- this is getting getting low on this space. but look that's a good thing that's a good point that you finish on because it shows the difference between what the day you quit when you didn't fancy it and then now you've got the maturity to just put you know pull mm-hmm. the reins back a little bit and just chill finish the race achieve your goal get the data reassess and then move on to the next one you don't have that guilt you know you, you're mature enough now to accept something just went wrong
2: mm. yeah look yeah look I think sorry no sorry
0: it's very strange. Yeah. Uh should we just should we just try and wrap it up?
2: Yeah, just pause it and then we'll wrap okay, it up.
0: Okay, that's it. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, I mean we'll, we'll try and wrap it up now in a minute just before that alarm comes back on. Was there anything you wanted to add?
2: Yeah, just um finishing off your your world championship kind of uh story um about how your body wasn't feeling great. I think look I think when you have stuff like that, you really have to go, okay, like what's more important, me winning this race or me looking after the body that I live in. And I think you made a reasonable decision to look after your body. Like there's certain things that you you can't push beyond when you feel so sick like that. It's, uh, you really have to take it back. Your body's obviously telling you, (laughs) I can't do this. (laughs) Like something's wrong. I'm not feeling great. Um, Anyway, they're my two cents, just hopefully yeah. to make you feel a
1: bit better about that. I don't think it's uh, the
2: right call. Do
1: yeah, you know? look, it's, it's easy to say. I mean, I think when you're competitive, you just want to go all out the yeah. whole time. Yeah, and look,
2: I get that.
1: Yeah, I get that. It is what it is. I mean, there's yeah. nothing I can do about it now. The, mm. the story's written. I have to just find my way of handling it and, and appreciating it and enjoying it. So yeah. what's in
0: the calendar now for the next few months?
1: Uh, next few months, I am Dubai 70.3 again. Um, I was very fortunate in Astana to qualify for uh, next year's Worlds Ready. Okay, so I'm going cool. to New Zealand, then um, full Ironman in South Africa, uh, where I'll hopefully qualify for Kona, which is full Ironman World Championships. And then that run we spoke about, the C2 Summit of Jebel, of, uh, Jebel Jays. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much the plans for the next Next thing, and I've got a couple more little treats hopefully for the next amazing. next
0: year. Still in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely.
2: They sound great. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, and if people want in. to follow your journey or follow anything, how do they do that?
1: Yeah, so um, basically just the best is Instagram. I think mm-hmm. that's where I'm probably the loudest, if you can call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just Warwick Mcnichol. Pretty straightforward. Um, and thanks so much, guys, for having me. I really yeah, it's cool. been amazing. Amazing. Cheers
2: yeah. Good.
1: Thanks, guys. See Bye. You
2: next time. Cheers. Thank you.